You're listening to the Elvis Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast, the channel that is devoted 100% to the life and career of the biggest selling recording artist of all time, with your host, Steve Francis. Yes, you're very welcome to another episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast. My guest this week is Elvis fan Don Horn, who was on the very first episode from this channel. And he joins me now from Memphis to talk about the upcoming Baz Luhrmann Elvis biopic, the auction from Graceland, Elvis's birthday proclamation at Graceland during Elvis week in January. Hey, Don, I'd like to welcome you back uh, again to uh, Elvis, the Ultimate Fan Channel podcast. Uh, you, it was so popular. The first one was so popular that I just had to have you back. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me back again. I uh, I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the feedback from everybody. I was I was uh, obviously a little surprised that everybody enjoyed our our uh, our ramblings so much, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back with you again. You uh, we we were going to do this sooner, but you've had a little bit of illness in the family, haven't you? Yeah, the the entire city of Memphis has been it has been rocked by the the flu epidemic, and and uh, we we were no exceptions. We all had my my little girl brought it home from school, and and we all followed shortly thereafter. Yeah, it was what's known. Well, Elvis would have called it the creeping crud. The creeping crud. Yeah, I, I I told you that in a message that I sent you a few weeks ago <laughs> when you asked how I was doing. I told you I got the creeping crud, man, and, and it, I I sure had it. And as soon as I read that, I read it in Elvis's voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, as as much I've you know I've been the, an Elvis fan pretty much all my life, and I've been a serious Elvis fan for probably thirty two years or so now. I'm forty seven now, and um, when I would my dad's passed away now, but when I would talk to him before he passed away uh, a few years ago, he I'd be talking to him on the phone, and he'd say, "You sound a little bit like Elvis when you talk. You've been living in Memphis so long, you're starting to sound like you're from there now." I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, that that would that would make my day if somebody said I sounded like Elvis. That would make my day. Yeah, well, he told me that. He told me that more than once, and I, I, I denied it, but I, I thought to myself, yeah, I probably do because uh, I've watched all the movies and listened to all the concerts and you know, all that, and I probably have picked up a little bit of his his uh, drawl a little bit. No harm, no harm. You could you could sound a lot worse, couldn't you, than sound like Elvis? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. They could be much worse. <laughs> So the last time we spoke, we we were wondering what the uh, new Baz Luhrmann uh, biopic would bring. And, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, since we last spoke, uh, things have been trickling out on the media. Um, There was uh, stories about um, Austin Butler, who's going to play Elvis, uh, splitting from his girlfriend, Vanessa Hudgens. So they made a a big deal of that. Uh, although I, I don't I don't really know much about her, um, to be honest. It, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot about her either. I'm I'm familiar with her. She's uh, she's a fairly good singer, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know a whole lot about her. And we also we weren't we weren't sure how old Austin Butler was. So I looked it up and he's 28, 28 years old. OK. Do, do we know, um, I still haven't heard for sure, do we know what years the, the movie's going to cover? Is it going to be like from it's the a, mid-50s? Well, uh, I read that it's supposed to be 20 years. So okay. if Parker sort of came on the scene March 1956, that really takes it up to sort of 1976, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I can't really see Austin Butler playing uh, an Elvis from 71, 72 onwards. No, and I think we talked about that previously. I, I can't see that either. But uh, maybe, you know, with, with the CGI, the way they have it these days, maybe they might be able to fix him up to where he, he really can look like it. Because, you know, you know, I'm sure you probably have seen some of the videos that they have on YouTube that are called deep fakes. Have you seen those? No, I haven't seen those, no. Well, what they do is they, they take a video of a person, uh, anybody, uh, for example, there's there's a comedian that used to be on uh, Saturday Night Live. I forget his name right now, but uh, there's a video of him on the Conan O'Brien show, and he's doing imitations of people like Robert De Niro and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise and people like that. And in these deep fake videos, they take they they're able to take the the face of the person that you're supposed to be, you know, that you're doing the imitation of, and they're able to uh, superimpose that person's face over the actual person that's doing the imitation. And it looks really, it really looks like the person. 
Wow. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if they would have the the, the rights to, to do that. I don't know if, if uh, EP hmm. or whatever would, would allow the, the Baz Luhrmann and those people to actually take Elvis's face and do that. I don't know. But uh, if they did, that, that would be pretty amazing if they did that. Yeah, that's interesting. I must look that up, actually. Yeah, look up deep fake videos on on um, on YouTube. There's, I mean, they've they've done thousands of them. Right. Okay. Uh, the next thing that sort of came out was um, Olivia Dijon is going to be Priscilla Presley. Yeah. Uh, if I'm saying her surname right, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that either. I, um, I did see. Yeah. I did see that uh, Rufus Sewell. Yeah, Rufus Sewell is going to be, yeah, Ru- 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 be uh, Vernon. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is going to be yeah. uh, Gladys. Now, I, I got to admit, when I saw her photographs, I thought, yeah, I can actually see Gladys's face, the yeah. young Gladys, in her. I thought that too. I thought that too, and and I saw on Facebook, I saw some people that that didn't really disagree with that casting of her as as Gladys. But I I actually, uh, she's a really good actress. So yeah, for people man, that she, does, might, she does have that look. She yeah, does have people, that look about her, like you said. Yeah, for people that don't uh, actually, uh, com- they can't place her. She was in uh, Nanny McPhee and The Big Bang. And mm-hmm. more recently, she was in the, the Juice, the HBO show, The Juice. She played Eileen Candy Morell. So that's just in case. But, I mean, you can you can see her on, if you just Google her, you can see. And I was struck straight away. Yeah, I can see, I can definitely see Gladys. Yeah, and uh, wasn't she in the the Dark Knight movies as well? The the Batman movies more a few uh, years ago. Not too sure, but she yeah she could have been she could have been. Now um, uh, Rufus Sewell, who's playing uh, Vernon, uh, uh-huh. he he was Jasper Bloom in the Holiday, um, Jude Law and Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, uh, and actually Eli Wallach, which was one of his last roles, uh, I think was in the Holiday as well. So that's yeah. Uh, that's, and he played uh, Sidney Luft, I think, in uh, Judy, uh, opposite uh, Rene Zellweger. Yeah, he's actually he's been around for a while. He's he's um, he's quite high see, profile. He, yeah, he's he's 52 years old. I'm, I'm looking at his his bio right now. He was in Hamlet. He was in the movie Hamlet. He was in Dangerous Beauty. He was in The Legend of Zorro, The Illusionist. Mm. So, yeah, he's he's a pretty accomplished guy. He's from Twickenham, London, England. Yeah, and I think he played Lord Melbourne in Victoria. Now, I'm not sure whether that was ever broadcast over in the States, but there was a, it was a television series, obviously Queen Victoria. Uh, it's, yeah. been running, it's, it's been running for uh, six seasons. Uh, I think there's a seventh season that's, coming that's up. On my, that's on my list of shows to watch. I'm way behind on a lot of things, but that is that is on my list of shows to watch. Yeah, he was very good in that. Very good in that. He was a kind of a, I think the young Victoria had a crush on him, but it obviously it was never followed through. Okay. But but uh, yeah, that's that's. Um, and the uh, release date uh, has actually been set for October the first, twenty twenty one. We were discussing. We weren't sure when it was going to be released. Well, that's now the official release date is October the first, twenty twenty one. So it's a long time to wait. Yeah, it really is. Um, have they started filming? I don't think they have. Have they? Well, I saw that Tom Hanks had arrived in Australia about two weeks ago. And okay. when when you go on Wikipedia, it's now listed as in production. So they okay. must it, it must be underway pre-production or something yeah. like that. Another thing I noticed as well is <laughs> Wikipedia are actually calling it Elvis. Yeah, I saw <laughs> now, that. Now I, I can't. Uh, well, maybe that's just what it's going to be. But I would have thought it would have been something just apart from just Elvis. Um, you know, they they need well, to give it a twist on it. Uh, yeah, I wondered about that too. I I thought maybe they might be able to come up with something else, but I mean, all you really got to say is Elvis and people know what it is. So that, that might be the way they decide to go, or that could just be a thing that that's what they're calling it while they're in production. And then they'll come up with a, a final name later, you know, like yeah. uh flame star was originally black star. And yeah. 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 Stuff they, like all, that, so. they all kind of have working titles, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, Oh, was it a Return of the Jedi? Was called Blue Harvest, I believe it was when it was because yeah. they didn't want to, they didn't want to release what the actual title was at the time. 
some of the um, Star Wars movies were uh, some of the sequences were filmed over here in Ireland. Were they? I did not know that. Yeah, Skellig Michael or something like that. I think it's called. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but I think it's called oh, Skellig. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that island. Yeah, the island. Um, that was in the more recent movies. That's right. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know the opening sequences uh, on Omaha Is Beach. I yeah. did not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Waterford? I think it's Waterford. But yeah, the first 20 or 25 minutes is all Ireland. Well, I, you know, I think I told you before, my mom is, is Irish, mostly Irish, and, and um, I have a lot of history with Ireland. I've never been there. I'd, I'd love to go sometime and possibly visit some of the places where my ancestors came from. That's That's a goal of mine in the future. So that's that's a connection between uh, Elvis, the the movie that's being made, and uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's Tom Hanks, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks doesn't make a bad movie, by the way. I, in my opinion, he doesn't make a bad movie. No, I can't think of a bad movie. I can think of some great movies he's been in. Uh, obviously, Saving Private Ryan we mentioned. Uh, the Thin, not the Thin Blue Line. I was going to say the Thin Blue Line. Where did that Where did that come from? That's a comedy show <laughs> over here. The Thin Blue Line. Uh, the Green Mile. <laughs> the Green Mile, yeah. You know, early in his career, he made some maybe questionable movies, but after he, you know, he won back-to-back Academy Awards for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, and yeah. And after that, he he became a little bit more selective in the movies that he made. He's made some fantastic. Movies. The, the most recent movie that he did, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, about uh, Mr. Rogers, is really good. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that yet. I must I must get around to going to see it. Um, also, it's he really may hear Castaway is another one, isn't it? Castaway was partially filmed in Memphis, yeah. And um, oh yeah, because he was a, a, yeah he was a FedEx guy, yeah. Working out of Memphis is right. Yeah, yeah. He he. Um, they they filmed some scenes at the airport at the at the FedEx facility at the airport here in Memphis. Um, have you have you heard anything about uh, what's going on down at Horn Lake? Now, is there any connection between Don Horn and Horn Lake? <laughs> no, I wish there was. <laughs> I certainly wish there was, but uh, no, uh, there's no there's, there's no relationship whatsoever. But I've heard a little bit that apparently they're serious about trying to turn the Circle G Ranch into to something. I don't know. You know, people have been trying for years to to make something out of it, and there's with with little to no ex, uh, success. But um, more recently, there's been the report that there is a development uh, in the works for the ranch. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I read here that uh, developments uh, a year and a half ago, developers announced they were going to build cottages for visitors who wanted to get the royal experience. Obviously, uh, for, for listeners, if they don't know what we're talking about, this is the Circle G Ranch that Elvis uh, bought in 1967. And actually him yeah. and Priscilla honeymoon there at the ranch. Yeah, and actually more recently uh, here on the local Fox Fox channel, Fox 13 here in Memphis, about uh, a little over a month ago, there was a story about it. And um, uh, there was a story about a little over a month ago on the, the local one of the local stations here. Uh, the entertainment consultant for Circle G Ranch, a guy named Jeff Cole, said that there's a major museum in the works. Um he said that there's still things going on, but the, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame Museum is going to be part of the, the planning phase for the Circle G Ranch and, and the museum. And that they're also looking to try to add a 3,800 to 5,000 people concert hall. And in addition to the museum, there would uh, you know where the old pink restaurant is that's on the property? I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're looking to turn that into a studio for a Rockabilly podcast. So they, they have... They have a high ambition. We'll see. We'll see if they can get it accomplished. But they do have the Rockabilly Hall of Fame behind them, so maybe they can get something done now. So that's great. That's something to watch out for because uh, I'm sure lots of people would love to be able to stay in the same sort of. I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know whether the main building will ever be open. That that's the house where Elvis and Priscilla honeymooned. I don't know what they're going to do with that. No, it's it's from what I've heard. I've, I haven't been in it, but there's been people that I guess that have been in it or around it, and it's it's in pretty bad disrepair right now. And 
I guess it would probably take take a lot to, to get it back up to where people could even go inside it without a danger of something collapsing or falling yeah. on somebody. It's, yeah, I've seen pictures as well, and it's 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 gone to rack and ruin, really, unfortunately. It's yeah, sad well, to see. It's, it really is. I, you, you would have thought that somebody – well, I would have thought that Graceland EPE would have tried to have kept it up, but uh, I guess they felt like that was something that they had no interest in. I've always wondered as well, it's funny you were saying about EPE getting involved and putting money into it. Uh, I've often wondered why they haven't uh, bought uh, the house on Dolan as well, which is Vernon's old house. But yeah. I, heard, I heard somebody say, they, Jack Soden actually, uh, CEO of EPE, said that every time they've tried to buy it, uh, it's you know the, the, the amount of money that the owner wants is just uh, telephone numbers. It's just uh, serious money, yeah. not worth, not really worth what the building's worth. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've I heard that uh, Soden mentioned that. That I guess whoever owned it at the time, whenever they, and it's it's changed hands several times over the years, I guess, and whoever owned it at the time that they would try to buy it always inflated the price so much that it just it wasn't feasible for them to do. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, but now, uh, from what I understand, it's pretty it's pretty well in disrepair. From what I understand, I don't know if you heard that or not, but um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look too good. And at the back, at the back, it's very uh, run down as well. The the pool is is in a very yeah. bad state of disrepair. But you know, if 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 they they could get the money together, <laughs> I know they're short of money, but if they could get the money yeah. together, they could kind of. Put it, they could make it part of the tour, couldn't they? Because you, you, there's almost like a walkway between the back of Vernon's house and uh, yeah. the, back, the back of Graceland. Yeah, that's uh, Elvis would would uh, Elvis and Priscilla would would walk back there, walk through the the pasture and and walk to Vernon's house. I guess go through the back gate and just go in and sit down and have dinner with Vernon and Dee and whatever. So yeah, it, it could definitely be part of the tour if they ever could finally attain it. Um, there was an auction in Elvis week and, yeah. uh, the, the press made a big thing about, uh, Elvis Presley's Harley Davidson golf cart fails to sell. <laughs> yeah. And there's pictures and everything on the internet. And, uh, it says that, uh, he bought it for $1,055, the beige and white card, which is powered by a 245 CC two stroke engine. But it doesn't currently run. Uh, so yeah. you know, if, if you did buy it, you'd have to push it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could, be, it could be part of the the, uh, the museum at the Circle G, I guess. If yeah. It yeah. Running. It says, yeah uh, I, I think, it, I think what, what was the minimum bid for it? Was it like $25,000 or something well, like the, that? Well, the, 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 the minimum bid was 20000 Okay. Uh, yeah. And the auction estimated it would sell for between sixty and seventy thousand, but it didn't get anywhere near there, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Yeah, it didn't even meet the minimum bid. Yeah. So. But we've seen pictures I, I, of, I, of of Elvis uh, tearing around on it uh, in Graceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure have. So. And um, I mean, if I had the money, if you know, if I had twenty five thousand dollars just laying around, I probably would have bought it. You know. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and put a new engine in it. Yeah, well, I mean, if nothing else, I could have just bought it and, you know, put it on a little display somewhere and let people come and see it. Hey, this is Elvis's golf cart, you know. The, the things things did sell, though, because I'm seeing here other items pulled in big bucks, including an alpaca vest once worn by Elvis that sold for $42,500 and a monogrammed gold bracelet that attracted a high bid of 30000 yeah, you know, actually, um, there were a lot of things that, that um, I, I looked through the list of things that were on auction. And by the way, I'd like to mention that the, the, the golf cart was was actually that Graceland was trying to sell that. That was EPE trying to sell that. And usually this is advertised as, as independent collectors trying to sell items or, or people who own Elvis items. But Graceland tried to slip that in. I don't know if people realize that or not. Because people are always saying, oh, Graceland doesn't sell any, any of Elvis's stuff. Well, yeah, they do. They tried to sell the golf cart. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to get off on that. But, but uh, I, I was looking through a lot of the things that were on sale. And the vast majority of them, I'd say probably 75% of the stuff, I really wouldn't care about having. Maybe, I guess you know, hardcore collectors might want to have some of that stuff. But 
there's just a lot of that stuff that I just really wouldn't care about. I, I don't know how you feel about that. The uh, the monogrammed uh, bracelet looks nice, um, but I'm just oh, looking at any of the jewelry. Any of the jewelry is just stuff that that you would definitely want to have. Any of that. Yeah, uh, but there's a funny thing. I mentioned the alpaca vest, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the actual photograph that it shows is Elvis standing next to Eddie Fadel. You know Eddie Fadel from Waco? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's the one wearing the vest, not Elvis. So whether Elvis oh. has given it to Eddie or not, I don't know. just strange. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. He probably, yeah, he probably did give it to him because he, you know, that was his thing, always giving away clothes and and everything else. And there was something else I noticed. Did you see that? Um, I'm looking at it here. It's lot number 107. Elvis Presley owned silver and stone statement necklace made by Mike McGregor and gifted to bodyguard Dave Hebler. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. No, I must have. It, it had nine bids. The minimum bid was twenty five hundred dollars. And in the end, it ended up being passed on. It wasn't even purchased. The final price is just passed. Wow. Which that's a really a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. Just just actually mention it, Eddie Fadel there. Um I was speaking to uh, Janice, his daughter, and she's offered uh-huh. to come on she's offered to come on the, the podcast uh, sometime to talk about she was very small when Elvis uh, used to go and visit Eddie, but I'm sure she has memories and I'm sure Eddie told her about him as well. Oh so, yeah, and wasn't she married to uh, Lamar Fike at one time? I think she was, yeah. I think you could yeah, be right. So she, I mean, she, she probably has a whole lot of stories from Lamar that she can relate as well if she if she feels like doing that. I've forgotten all about that. I, well, I do believe I do believe after Elvis passed away, I do believe he did marry uh, Janice, and they later divorced, of course. But uh, I know there was another uh, there, there was another wife called Nora, wasn't there? Because Lamar was married a couple of times. Nora was his first wife. Yeah, and and then uh, he divorced her. Uh, sometime, I guess, in the early 70s when Elvis was getting his divorce and Joe Esposito, they were all kind of in the same boat. They were all getting divorced around the same time. And then after Elvis passed away, um, Lamar married uh, Janice, and then they divorced. And then he met another lady. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but he married her, I guess, sometime probably in the early 80s. And... uh, he mm-hmm. stayed married to her, and then I think he he eventually divorced her as well. So he went he went through three. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was three wives. Yeah, yeah. But um, did you get chance to see the birthday proclamation uh, from EPE from the front uh, the, the, the the front of uh, Graceland? I did. I, I watched. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I, I watched uh, bits and pieces of it. It's. It's not one of my favorite things to <laughs> to watch. It's no it's well. Almost, uh, one of one of the I things. I hate to say it, but it, for me, it's almost cringeworthy sometimes. But yeah, but, uh, you know, to, I mean, to each I, his own. I've got here that the whole thing, the broadcast lasted 48 minutes, and 28 yeah. minutes of those were ads, and 20 minutes was Elvis. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, right. The the you know the ads were for excursions to Tupelo, uh, Sun. Uh, they sort of uh, gave a, a few mentions to Sirius FM and Priscilla's elegant Southern style weekend. <laughs> and that's so, really what it was all about. Well, it was really all about making money, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, let's just get right down to it. Yeah, and then and then they uh, they say that there's upcoming acts as well. Uh, Lee Bryce, Tanya Tucker, uh, Tesla, <laughs> the nitty the nitty gritty dirt band. Um, yeah, and, and somebody else, David Goody and the Sky Trails Band, or somebody like that. So they're appearing at Memphis because uh, they they have a do they have a, an arena now um, at, at Graceland? Yeah, yeah, they do. I think I think it's in the hotel, the uh, the new hotel, the guest house. They have a uh, I don't know, like a little amphitheater kind of thing or something. It's it's uh, I don't know how many people it holds. I guess it holds quite a few. And they they're bringing people in. I, not anybody that I would really want to see yet. They might eventually have some people if, if they want to get like Bruce Springsteen to come down. That'd be great. But. Yeah, and it, it, they probably <laughs> they they'd probably be able to get Bruce quite easily. And I'll tell you the reason why is because Bruce is a huge fan. We all know that, don't we? Bruce exactly. is a huge Elvis exactly. fan. He, cl- he he claimed over the wall once, didn't he? At Graceland, tried to get in to see Elvis. He did, and I believe it was in 1976. He sure did. Yeah, right there. But at the low point where the the gate is, I mean the fence is there. Um, I think down towards the end of the fence, 
it's, it's like the lowest point for it, and you can hop over it really easily. I don't know if you've ever walked all the way down. Yeah. Past, yeah. you know, past the guardhouse going south on Elvis Presley Boulevard. If you walk all the way down to the end of the 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 fence there, it's it's very. If you wanted to, it'd be very easy to climb over that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I always think, okay, it's easy to get in there, but it's not easy to get in and not be seen. Um, yeah. Well, so even even though even though you could get in quite easily, you wouldn't get very far. Well, they said Bruce made it all the way to the front door, and. Uh, I guess that was, uh, that was obviously in 76, but uh, just thinking yeah. now, 2020, I don't think you'd get very far. No, uh, you wouldn't think so. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was this was at nighttime or like early in the morning, maybe about two or three o'clock in the morning. Somebody rammed the front gates and drove a, uh, an SUV all the way up to the front of the the uh, the house and terrorized the guard that was up by the front of the house. Do you remember that? No, I didn't hear about that. That's strange. I never heard I about can't that. Remember. Yeah, I can't remember how long ago that's been. That's been probably within the last 10 or 12 years, maybe. Uh, they, they tried not to have stories about it. And I, I think they purposely kept it out of the papers right, and off right. the television stations because they didn't want people to know what mm. happened. But mm. uh, it, was something that was, it was something that was passed around among some of the message boards and there were pictures of the gate the gate was severely damaged they had driven they had rammed the gates with an suv and damaged the gates pretty badly and drove up to the front and there was only one security guard on duty and she was up at the front towards the front of the house walking around and i guess they threatened her or whatever i, they, I never did hear any more about what happened wow but, that's, uh, that's uh, pretty scary yeah yeah and that really makes you wonder exactly how secure everything is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, then they, uh, what else did they do? Oh, yeah, they showed fans wishing uh, Elvis a happy birthday. Um, but it was clearly uh, taped in um, August at the Candlelight Vigil. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, this was supposed to be January, but you know, they were ca- actually, some of them were actually holding uh, the candles and obviously the candles. they were they, they were, they, <laughs> yeah. were dre- they were dressed in um, t-shirts and shorts so obviously with foresight that's what they thought they thought well we, when there's a whole load of fans here we're going to tape them saying happy birthday to Elvis and then use that in yeah. January so they showed that as well I, I kind of thought that was nice but you could tell that it wasn't sort of on Elvis's birthday yeah that sounds a little contrived to say yeah. the least yeah. um, I don't have a problem with that though I mean I I mean, they're trying to put on a show. They got to do the best that they can with it, and yeah. I don't have a problem with that really. Um, okay, so Argo opened the show. Um, then uh, CEO Jack Soden uh, thanked the wonderful fans for their loyalty. Uh, uh-huh. Joel Joel Weinshanker, uh, Grayson Holdings. Um, he's the fellow that's sort of makes all the new investment possible for Graceland. Yeah. Yeah, he makes sure that they, you know, that the the money is is got for whatever they need to do, and uh, he was very brief. He said there was lots of upcoming artists at Graceland, and he also said that they're going to be expanding the guest house. Yeah, actually, I missed that part. I didn't. I didn't hear that. What What did he say? He didn't. He wasn't specific. He just said we have we have plans to expand the guest house, but he he didn't elaborate on what they. You know, I'm sure it's just going to be more rooms. I would imagine. Yeah, I think um, they've been pretty well booked up the majority of the time uh, recently anyway, so I guess maybe they feel like they need to, to expand it a little more. That's great, if true. If they're turning bookings away, then that, that makes good business sense. Yeah, they're, they're actually, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just Elvis fans. They're, they, they're getting a lot of people, because it is a, a very luxurious hotel, they're, they're getting a lot of people... Like I when when I was there visiting uh, last year, I saw a lot of like airline stewardesses and and pilots. You know, there's a lot of people coming in that are having layovers from flights that are staying there. Yeah, the good thing. And and these are people that are they're they're you know they get an opportunity to be close to Graceland and and maybe learn about Elvis. Maybe they didn't know about him very much before. So now they're getting an opportunity to do that. So I think that's a good thing. Um, if I said to you, Kevin Kane, would you know who that was? Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's the, uh, 
the head of the the he used to be over the the Memphis like Chamber of Commerce or whatever the Tourist Commission or whatever didn't he? Well, I'm going to give you ten out of ten because it's exactly what I've got in my notes. He's the, he's the CEO of Memphis Tourism. Yeah. Now he he was very brief. He just kind of came on. He he was the one that showed the most energy up until now. You know, Jack was very sort of dour and very sort of, <laughs> yeah. And Argo was kind of, but yeah, no, 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 no. Kevin came on and he was kind of, hey, everybody, how's you going and all this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 a promoter. He's he's very good at what he does. He's he's been around for a long time. I've I've never met him personally. I, well, I might have met him one time. I can't remember for sure, but but uh, that was many years ago. But uh, yeah, he's he's good at what he does. Yeah, and then he uh, introduced uh, Jerry Schilling. Yeah, and Jerry is well, he's almost eighty years old now, isn't he? Isn't he like seventy six or seven years old now. Is he really? He must be. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's he's like he's one of the along with Billy Smith. He's he's one of the few guys that are still left. I. You know they were they were there really from from the early you know the the fifties and sixties. Yeah, they're about the only guys that are left now. Uh, I think they were met, younger. They... He, uh, I think he met uh, Elvis in fifty four. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're he right. He didn't go to work yeah. for him until sixty four, but he but yeah. yeah he didn't meet. Him. Yeah. I think he met him through Red West, I, I believe, if I recall and, correctly. And through through, uh, through football, the, fo- the football yeah. games. Yep, exactly. I'm actually looking for uh, contact uh, details for Jerry to see. I mean, he probably won't, but uh, there's no harm in asking if he'd come on to the the, the show. But uh, I, I can't. Uh, I, I haven't got any contact details for him yet. Hey, you might be surprised. I, you know, I I'd shoot for the moon because that's that's a guy that would be worth talking to. I, I and like I said, you might be surprised. He might be more than willing to talk with you. Yeah, well, um, just for our listeners, actually, I do have some uh, guests lined up who would have been very, very close to Elvis. So that's just for the the future episodes, if people are interested. I can't say too much at the moment in case it falls through, but there are some people coming up that are, you know, very, very close to Elvis and and right in the inner circle. Yeah, I will say the names that you've mentioned to me, I I won't mention them because, like like you said, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but the names that you have mentioned to me, if, if you can get those people, that, that would be fantastic. Well, fingers crossed. And as you say, shoot for the moon. Cause if you don't ask, you know, you'll never get. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry was actually, he was emotional. Um, his, his voice did shake a little bit at the start. He said it was his first birthday proclamation. I, I thought he'd been there before, but obviously not. Yeah. I thought he had been there before too, but, uh, I guess it's his first. He's, he's usually there in August most of the time. And uh, he told a story about uh, naming Elvis Percy Boulevard. Uh, and uh, he named a horse after Mayor Ingram. That must uh-huh. have been the uh, that that must that that was the mayor at the time of the uh, of the night. Uh, what was it? 1972 when they named it Elvis Percy Boulevard. I think actually um, Mayor Ingram was mayor of memphis in like 1966 or seven maybe and I, i'm not sure about that i don't want i don't want to say that for sure but i was thinking that that uh, the 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 mayor uh or i'm sorry the, the horse the mayor ingram was was a horse that they had in the 60s oh could right, be wrong right. yeah 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 maybe jerry maybe jerry got his dates wrong i'm not too sure he was saying about they, they went for a ride in the golf cart and uh, Elvis was just in his pajamas, and they were riding up and down um, Elvis Presley Boulevard. And Jerry said, uh, "E, you're wearing your PJs, you know, your pajamas." And and Elvis <laughs> said, "Hell, it's my street. I can wear what the hell I want." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to look and see. Um, yeah, William B. Ingram was mayor of Memphis from 1963 to 1967. Right. Right, so he he probably didn't have anything to do with naming the Elvis Presley Boulevard. No, I I think from what I understand, Marty Lacker is really the guy that pushed that through more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, because he he so. was the one that he was the one that wanted to have mid the Mid South Coliseum uh, be renamed as Elvis Presley 
Coliseum and, and then the the city council nixed that, so he turned his attention later to because he he'd been trying for years to get something named after Elvis, and he finally got the street named after him. There's people who want the uh, airport named after Elvis as well, and I remember before Marty passed away, he says you you it, it won't happen. No, so probably no, probably it, won't. It, it probably should happen, but uh, I guess it's 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 too late now. Uh, you know, they could have had it done a few years ago. They probably probably yeah. could have had it accomplished, but it's it's too late now. And then Jerry introduced uh, his dear and best friend Priscilla. Yeah. Oh, Priscilla came I'm, I'm, on. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was going to say something not nice, and I'm not going to say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead. Um, she she told she she, she told a story um about when elvis bought a brand new car she said 1975 1976 and he, he rang her up and said make sure the gates are open to the house because i'm coming and she says yeah no problem no problem so he goes to uh priscilla's house and she notices now uh, she said he was wearing a jumpsuit um, now i i don't actually think that elvis wore jumpsuits only when he was on stage so well I, you I know he, he, he sure. very rarely did, but I'm sure you've seen you've probably seen those pictures of him wearing that um, that eagle not eagle jumpsuit at the Phoenix jumpsuit uh, when he was going to buy cars in Memphis. Have you seen that? Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. So There's he, a few photographs did. of him. He, he's walking into the parking lot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and and he also wore that the the, uh, the penguin suit, which I'm not even sure if that was actually a jumpsuit. I think that was more like streetwear, but he did wear it on stage a few times. They called it the penguin suit. Oh it yes, white with black stripes down the side, and then he had a black one with white stripes down the side. So it, it's possible he was wearing a jumpsuit when he went to see her. Okay, all right. And uh, she said that uh, she she noticed that uh, she could see his pajamas sticking out from below yeah. or somewhere <laughs> and uh, you know again uh her, her joke was that uh she says uh, what are you elvis what are you doing coming here wearing pajamas and he said hell woman i bring a brand new car for you to look at and all you can talk about is my pajamas <laughs> <laughs> that does sound then, like something that you would say yeah it does it does <laughs> and then she went on to say um how um, the UK. She she did a tour recently, didn't she? She was in the UK for yeah. the Elvis in concerts uh, with the Philharmonic Orchestra, and she said the UK fans were something else. So she gave the, the UK fans a shout out because there were U UK fans there at the birthday proclamation. Uh, and, yeah, uh, and actually, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but but no, uh, no, no. I, I think I think the fans, the the European fans in particular, are are probably the best Elvis fans there are. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to say that. I mean, I think there's a lot of American fans that that uh, or a lot of Americans in particular just that, you know don't really know much about Elvis. But there's still a lot even younger European fans that know a lot about him. So, yeah, I mean, she she made a point of shouting out or, or giving them a shout out, and that you know you could hear the big cheers from them. So she was. So she hit the mark there, and then they all gathered round the uh, cake uh, to sing "Happy Birthday, Elvis." Now yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, but <laughs> I, I, I would be. I would be more comfortable if they didn't sing "Sing uh, Happy Birthday, Elvis," but just maybe cut the cake. Yeah, I, they could have just. Everybody could have just said, you know, in unison, "Happy Birthday, Elvis," and then cut the cake. But yes, actually singing the song. That's a bit much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if if, if it was up to me, I'd knock it on the head. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, the guy's been gone now for almost forty-three years. It's a little late to be trying to sing "Happy Birthday" to him. Well, don't forget, um, every time they have the birthday proclamation, there's then a picture posted on the internet the next day. Elvis Presley watches his own birthday celebrations, and there's a guy, you know. <laughs> sunglasses on and a big bushy beard and <laughs> and, a, and a baseball cap and this is elvis <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually I've, I've seen that uh those pictures that you're referring to of that guy that he's actually on the ground sometime or whatever and from what i understand i think that might actually be one of his cousins 
Um, I've heard somebody say that that might actually be uh, somebody related to him that's actually maybe still works for Graceland in the groundskeeping. Yeah, and his, uh, his, na- his, 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 uh, his name is on the tip of my tongue, and I, I can't think of it. I, well, it's I one of the gambles. I think it's one of the gambles. Patsy Presley's that's it. Uh, kids. It, yeah. it is. It's, it's one of the gamble boys, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and it would stand to read. He, he, he probably does maybe have a faint resemblance to Elvis, and that would explain why people <laughs> might think it's him. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's Elvis week uh, uh, tied up. Uh, no, nothing else uh, happening uh, in the Elvis world that you can tell us about. No, not really that I can think of. Not off the top of my head. Uh, you know, this time of year is kind of a downtime, really, in Memphis as far as Elvis goes. Everybody will be, you know, in a few months, will be gearing up to get ready for for Elvis week in August. Um, for people like me, it's always Elvis week, but uh, the majority of people, uh, they, you know, they don't get a chance to be here every day like I do. So, this, you know, he, he's one of the reasons why I'm here in Memphis now. He's maybe the primary reason why I'm here now. He's the reason I live here. So, every you, day is Elvis day and every week yeah. is Elvis week. Did you uh, go anywhere near uh, Graceland during Elvis week? No, I stayed away. I went down uh, during Christmas time. Uh, like I think I told you, you know, last time we talked, I I try to take my kids down there every Christmas time so they can see the Christmas lights and decorations and everything. And uh, a lot of times when I go, it's it's almost like a spur of the moment thing. And that's one of the great things about living here. If you suddenly get the urge to to go to Graceland, you just hop in your car and you drive for 20 or 30 minutes and you're there. And that's that's one of the, the benefits of being here, of living here. I would imagine now a lot of our listeners uh, are envious of you being able to do that. Oh, yeah, I would be if I would be if I if, if I was in somebody else's shoes and I lived a thousand miles away or five thousand miles away. Yeah, I, yeah. I would be I would be envious of somebody that could literally, you know, hop in your car, like I said, and be there in less than an hour, you know, depending on traffic, it could be as 20 minutes maybe and that's that's like i said that's one of the reasons i'm here because so so that i can do that when i want to I always have that option i was thinking is is there any uh, ftd releases coming up shortly uh, that you know of uh, follow that dream release no um i heard a rumor and it's strictly a rumor that there's going to be a big 50th anniversary uh, elvis that's the way it is set coming out this year have you heard anything about that no i haven't no i must admit well, I you know, it is it is, the, it is the 50th anniversary of of that's the way it is which is probably my favorite elvis movie and um that I, it's like i said it's strictly a rumor but i did hear that the, that they're planning something really big for that this year and if they do that would be it's a long way because there's so much film from that movie and from elvis on tour that we don't that we don't have, and I'd, I'd love to see it someday. Well, I, I'd imagine they can't let it pass without doing something, as you say, because it was such a great movie. And another thing Absolutely. is, well, you, you, you just touched on Elvis on tour. Um, mm-hmm. An upcoming guest, hopefully, is going to be a guy called Kevin Higgins, and he's got a Facebook group, which is uh, called Release the uh, Elvis on Tour Footage. So they're trying I remember to... That group. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to get Kevin on to just discuss that. Uh, I just, uh, you know, before we're all too old to enjoy it, yeah. or before some of us even pop off this mortal coil, we'd love to see it. You know, there's so much there in that's, the can to be seen. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm 47 years old myself, and there are people that are 20, 30 years older than me that have been waiting for this stuff for 50 years to see this, you know, to see all this extra footage. And it's it's almost a crime not to not to have it in a good quality for people to see because there's so much there. And he was he was in his prime those years. I mean, he he was on top of everything professionally anyway. And uh, it's really nobody was better than him in a live performance. And it's it's really it's not doing the fans justice to not let us be able to see that. I'm pretty sure there's enough material for about six or seven DVDs and probably three or four sure. C- CDs quite easily. Sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, they, if, filmed, 
they filmed a lot of stuff in 70 and in 1970 and in 1972 they they filmed hours and hours of stuff if if they want to give me the job if they want to just leave me in an editing suite for a, a month or two i could uh, i could easily do it <laughs> I nominated you and, and uh, Jack Mullins uh, together. I think uh, yeah. you two guys should get together and do that. Definitely. I, I would enjoy it. Definitely enjoy it. But uh, it would be a fan's job and it would be done right. I mean, I, I don't mean that big headedly, but so, some of the some of the some of the things that uh, have come out, you know, it, it's been done in a way and the fans turn around and say, you know, that's not the way it should have been done. You know, they, not, they, yeah. they, they, they always need, they, they, they should put uh, input. They should listen to the fans and let, you know, let them put some input into these things. Yeah. I think, you know, they should get a good cross section of people together. So, you know, it's, it's like I mentioned you, Jack Mullins, uh, Gary Conway. There's a few more people that I could mention that, they could get everybody together and say, you know, we're going to we're looking at releasing Elvis on tour. What do you think we should do? How do you think we should approach it? We may use your recommendations. We may not. Yeah. But let's yeah. hear what you have to say. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Even if they don't pay any attention, at least they've asked us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I could say one more thing about the, the biopic, the last time we talked back in December, I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled about it I'm, I'm i was thinking you know and i think i articulated that to you i was thinking you know it's just going to be another thing that we're all going to be disappointed in but I'm a, I'm a little more optimistic about it now than i was a couple of months ago i, I gotta say i from everything that i'm i'm kind of hearing from the people that they've decided to cast for the roles i i'm i'm a little more optimistic about it than i was i, I will say that yeah, it's funny. I, I I'm a little bit like that as well. I think probably now we can see it's in the filming. We we've got uh, you know the actors and actresses. They're not sort of, you know, they're not unknowns. Okay, they're not major yeah. huge megastars like Tom. I mean, Tom would be the yeah. biggest. Um, of course. But you you know I, I mean even uh, Rufus Sewell and and Maggie Gyllenhaal. You know they, they're they're yeah. well known. They're well known. Yeah, they were, well, Maggie Gyllenhaal is, like I said earlier, she she's a very good actress, so I think that was really good casting for her. And Rufus Sewell, I, I don't know about that as far as Vernon. Well, I'll, I'll take a wait-and-see approach on that, but but uh, I think it's a positive to have him involved for sure. And my my intention is, is uh, it, it sounds a long way away, but uh, almost immediately it's released, I'll go and see it. And then we can oh, maybe yeah. do we then we can maybe do a review or something like that for it, and we can compare oh, yeah. notes and and I can say, hey Don, what did you think of it? You know, and, and I wonder, I, I maybe they'll have the the world premiere here in Memphis. Wouldn't that be great if they did that? That's the way they should do it, definitely. Yeah, I really think that 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 would be the this would be the place to have it for sure. Elvis, Elvis's hometown, yeah, without without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. So thanks very much once again for. Uh, spending an hour with me talking Elvis. It's always a pleasure. Well, absolutely, man. I, anytime you want to talk, I'm I'm more than eager. And now that now that we're over the flu and everything, I won't have to put you on hold like I did before. <laughs> it's no problem. It's no, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll hold you to that. Uh, we'll, we'll I'll get you back and we'll we'll talk Elvis again. Sure, I'm, I look forward to it, and I'll be looking forward to all your future podcasts with everyone else too, because uh, you're doing a great job and. And the more of these that you do, the more people are going to know about you, and, and they're going to want to be on your show, I believe. Thank you very much. Uh, just uh, we'll we'll mention again. Uh, last week's episode was Sherry Lacker, Marty Lacker, Absolutely. who was uh, Elvis uh, in, in Elvis's uh, Memphis Mafia, and he was also his uh, his best man. Uh, I interviewed Sherry, and she uh, she was great. Everybody, it was positive. Absolutely. Yeah, she she was great. If anybody hasn't listened to that, they they need to take. An hour, hour and a half, however long it was, they need to take time out of their day to listen to her. But she has a lot of great stories to to tell. And as I say, we've got more guests coming up as well, uh, close to Elvis. So we'll listen out for that as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, people, Like I said, people are going to know you. Uh, if they don't already, they're going to know you fairly soon. And they're going to want to listen to your show to, to hear who's on, you know, who's going to be on this week. That's yeah. going to be the question. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Because, you know, we're just trying to build it up and it's all for Elvis. It's all for the love of Elvis. Oh, yeah. uh, we should we should also mention that uh, you can hear this uh, podcast on YouTube as well. And 
uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Play or what is it, Apple Podcasts and so forth. Anywhere where podcasts are homed, you can uh, you can listen to us. Just yeah, pretty much. I, I actually I listen to you on Podbean. If I don't listen to you on uh, YouTube, I'll listen to it on Podbean. That's that's been my choice. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I was going to say something else and I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> that's that, that's old age. That's old age for you. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah all, we all go through it, Steve. I, I just remembered if anybody wants to contact us, they can do so by uh, going to uh, Elvis, the ultimate fan channel at gmail.com and they can drop us an email and they can just you know that they can uh give us feedback they can suggest topics for future uh yeah. episodes you know anything they want to do at all just just uh, give us a, an email on that i'd i'd love to to hear what other people have to say you know like you said about uh, suggestions about topics i think that would be like we mentioned about elvis fans talking to to uh epe about how to release elvis on tour and elvis that's the way it is and in a repackage possibly i, I think elvis fans tell, telling you you know our suggestions about what you can talk about on your show would be equally as important yeah because at the end of the day we just want to talk about what people want to to hear and they want to listen yeah. to uh, i mean I, I i wouldn't struggle to get topics because i could talk about elvis 24 7 anyway but i need to know right. we need to know that we're discussing the, the right things and you know we're going you know are we going uh, you know in deep enough or do you want us to explain more just any feedback whatsoever just elvis the ultimate fan channel at gmail.com Thanks once again to Don for joining me on this podcast. I hope we entertained you with our Elvis ramblings. You can contact me with feedback, questions or suggestions for future episodes at ElvisTheUltimateFanChannel at gmail.com You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook under the same title. I hope you will join me next time for another episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast. Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good afternoon.